Hello and welcome along to our English and Maths booth. Um, I am Sammy What the Trig Math and I am joined with David from NCFE today. Now, although I'm not a teacher, so before you switch off saying I've, I've brought you someone that's not a teacher, he's really important in the FE sector, got loads of valuable experience and has had um, functional skills background of over 12 years. So welcome along, David. Thank you, Sammy. It's a pleasure to be here. Lovely to have you. So tell us a bit about you and what you do as your job, David. So my job, I am uh, working for NCFE, an educational charity as well as an awarding organisation. And within that organisation, I am product manager for math and English. So predominantly I deal with functional skills. And what I do varies on a day-to-day basis. There's lots of challenges in that sector, but it's looking at the product that we have going out to centres, colleges, schools, working with teachers and tutors and understanding the challenges around math and English in terms of teaching, in terms of assessment and just delivering the qualification overall. And what I try to do is bring that insight back into the business and make sure that our teams are working on the products, products that's going to be the best possible product for the learner and for the, the, the tutors. Fantastic, fabulous. And I, I didn't know until we met recently about the charity background of NCFE as well. Yes, uh, NCFE were actually founded in 1848. And the reason we got founded an educational charity was to provide numeracy and literacy certificate to minors in the Northeast. So that was our very beginning. So math and English has always been at the heart of what we do. And we're not a, a not-for-profit company. So everything we do is reinfected in education fascinating i find it all fascinating i love hearing little historical bits like that i live in quite a predominant mining area as well so i can imagine the significance and importance when you came onto the scene I and mean, it's wonderful that you keep that heritage so we normally start by asking teachers tell us about your most memorable lesson but obviously that's going to be slightly different for you so i want to hear about tell us about your most memorable workshop or presentation to staff that you've got Okay, and delivered a lot of workshops in my time, and I spent a, a long time uh, during the legacy years of functional skills going out to colleges and schools and having sessions with teachers on how to deliver functional skills and sharing best practice. But sometimes it didn't always go to plan, and there was one occasion where I went to a college who had just switched over to NCFE and spoke to the principal he walked me down the corridor and then just before i was going in the room announced that oh by the way if you can just tell them that we're moving over to ncfe uh before i walked in the door so i walked in and there's a room about 40 teachers sat there wondering why they've been all dragged off off, off the timetable of the there and it, it was an interesting session shall we say uh having, having to just appease them and the best, best line I could hide behind was, you know, I've, I've come from Newcastle, and I'm, I'm face to face, I'm, I'm just trying to help you here, so I can't handle the politics, but it, it went down all right, but I, I don't think it went down okay with the principal afterwards, so that was an interesting moment. I can't... <sighs> You know, I can't imagine that. That's yeah. Well, no, I can't imagine that. FE is a beautiful thing, but sometimes it's a big beast, and we get a bit lost in what we're doing to staff and that personal touch. I'm sure they actually appreciated you being there face to face to meet them. Um, I've I've had lots of positive experience. I must say, is like working with with tutors and sharing best practice and seeing people get engaged and excited about math and English is is really good when you you do them for this and along for the face-to-face uh, touch coming back soon. 
I know it's not long. It's not long, is it? Till we can. I've got. I've. I've got a face-to-face event booked, and I'm counting down the weeks until I can get back out there and hope, hope that everything goes okay when we get back out there. So, David, tell us a bit about what NCFE offer um, for um, maths. We'll start with maths. Okay, so for maths, obviously, being an educational charity, we're. we're put a various different qualifications for vocational and technical education on and in math and English no different. So we cater for all types of learners. So we have uh, qualifications that we refer to as bite-sized qualifications in maths. And these are a combination of certificates, themed awards and units. And they are great for those learners where you may only have them for a short period of time. Uh, or you know they're just not going to be able to complete the functional skills at GCSE and they can either do a unit and count it up to 100 for example or they could do a themed award in numbers and number system or they could do a certificate and the beauty about these ones is there's no end assessment it's done on a portfolio of evidence so it's really good for discrete uh, teaching to engage in learners re-engaging learners back in education one of the ideal uses is prison, you know, those, those prisoners, if you say, oh, let's sit down and do math lessons, they, they won't tell you where to go. But it, you can almost, in the day-to-day life around the prison, they're doing things with math. It's that whole beauty about everyday life with math. And you can really get them back into education. We've also offered offer functional skills from entry level one to level two. We've done so since the pilot of functional skills and have them for reform. So. You know, we we'll offer a full on-demand service on that from paper-based assessment, online assessment, and even now remote invigilation in these times of KRF for that, that size thing. And we release results in from six working days. So it's all around that fast turnaround, making sure that your learners stay engaged between sitting the assessment and getting their results. With that, we'll wrap around, you know, we've got maths and English specialists who provide provider development support, CPD sessions. And really just look to make the experience as, as nice and, and, and challenge, as engaging as possible. And then to wrap that up, we've got core maths as well, which we've only had for a couple of years. And I'm really excited about this qualification, particularly in this current climate. I think it's, it could be really valuable uh, qualification for those learners who've got a lot of learning at GCSE, going into FE, going into sixth form and you know, through no fault of their own, they've got gaps in their math knowledge. And core maths is all around leading by context and engaging context. So, for example, music festivals are starting to crop back up. If you read the Latitude Festival, you can ask your class who's been to Latitude Festival. One or two mates put their hands up. Anyone's seen on telly. You're talking about music, you're engaging, and then you showed an article about 90% of single-use tents were left behind at the Latitude Festival. What are your thoughts on that? Suddenly you're spinning it in the climate change and the environment, still not talking about math and the, the learners are infested in the topic because of some of the interested in. And then you say, okay, that 90% figure, let's have a look at that in a bit more detail and you bring the math in. And by now they're infested enough in the content to want to engage in the math. And core math is very much around that. And it's a really exciting one for those 16 to 19 year olds. And I think it's a one that would be worth looking at for if I was in FE college now, you know, to look at those learners affected by the pandemic and that loss of learning. Yeah, 100% agree with what you said there. I think core maths offers, like you say, it offers that that bit where there might be gaps in the knowledge, but it's it's that project 
based work, that context. And I think it's something that we crave at GCSE. We, I think, well, I certainly crave it. You know, the, the, the feeling can sometimes be that you're teaching to and for the exam and not the maths. And that then makes it really hard to keep it interesting and engaging when you're saying you could get two marks for giving this answer. And it's, it's that constant juggle. So I think core maths is really great. But something that you should shout louder is that you said there is functional skills, six working days turnaround. Yeah. I won't say what the awarding body is where <laughs> I work, but it's a lot longer than that. Yeah. No, it's something we, we, we did a long time ago. And it it comes from the, the feedback from teachers. You know, you've probably been firsthand. You learn assistant assessment and straight away to switch off. The, 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 you can have a lesson the next week and they're like, I've done my assessment, I've passed. You know, they're, they're that confident, they don't need to engage. And if you're waiting for a week for a result, you've lost four weeks of learning. And if that learner failed, then you've got to try and re-engage them. So it's like, how can we do this in the fastest possible time while keeping the standard? And we're still getting one organisation tapping in, saying, how do you actually do it? But it's, it's one of them little secrets out there. Keeps within the NCFE walls, but yeah, it is something that we're proud of. And we've been doing it for five, six years now. So, you know, we've got a lot of big centres and colleges that work with us. And people often ask, do you really do it in six working days? And the answer is yes, we'll have to because we're committed yeah. out of our club. A good, a good friend, a mutual friend of ours, Mr. Johnny K, tipped me off about this six working days not so long back, and I thought he was kidding me on, but then he proved it. And he, always, he enjoys it when he proves himself to be right. So <laughs> he, he was, it was, it was very proud. Um, so I wonder, David, if you could talk us through what are the challenges that students face when they're doing maths at the minute? What are the topics that are throwing up the errors when we're looking at the data? Yes, I mean, math's very high profile minute. I think it's the elephant in the room in, in terms of achievement is not what it was. And with the reform, the implementation of the non-calculator assessment and the higher content is certainly proven a challenge. Add to that, the pandemic came only six months into the new functional skills. We still haven't had a full year teaching of functional skills that's been undisturbed. It's it been quite a cha challenging birth for the reform of functional skills. But one interesting thing with all new content in the non-calculator, people always think, oh, it, it's the new stuff that causing problems. But actually, it's the same things that cause problems time and time again. And from some of the data, you know, one of the most popular, one of the most common ones is fractions, decimals, percentages and equivalences, learners really struggle around that. Struggle with ratio, you know, that that's always been a ratio's always been problem in, in when they're given a specific ratio and values to work with. And when asked to decide what a ratio for a given set of values would be, they always struggle around that area. One one thing that's got a little bit better is conversion between units. Now we able to supply some units uh on, on paper, so that that does help. But you know, level one, I think conversion of time is, is that, that taking it from two point four hours within the two hour four minutes, or you know, it it, it is proving a problem. For level two, I think the jump between level one and level two is, is, is I'm sure you've had been well documented. It, it was there when we went through the consultation part of education, and it's it just a really hard one to bridge. But calculating we first percentages it, it, it's high up there for learners getting lower marks on the evidence 
learn a, a, a compute calculation for area and volume because we no longer can give them formula for triangles and circles in the functional skills. It, it, it's a real problem to get confused. Even area and perimeter, you know, those are common areas that they, they will struggle. In terms of the, the new ones, Lena struggled probability of combined defense. So that's like a new criteria at this level. So that's that true problem, as is the drawing and interpretation of scatter graphs and recognizing positive and negative correlation. All these type of things. Those are the top areas that, that we find that learners struggle in. What we'll try and do with NCFE, we've got that provider development team, we're doing CPD session that anyone, even not NCFE customers, can uh, sign up for in just those areas that are proven challenging uh, for, for tutors to focus on them and look at sharing best practice and good tips on how to get around that. You know, even English, you know, around SPAG and ESOL learning, that type of thing, sharing good practice and trying to give everyone no matter who you're with, a, a better chance of, of, of getting through to your learners and engaging your learners. Yeah, 100% agree with you. I think um, in terms of fractions, different percentages and equivalents, I I see this a lot in vocational subjects as where they've embedded maths. They've gone, oh, we've embedded maths because we've looked at data. And I yeah. always push back and I say, and what did you learn from it? Like ask that next question. So if it's a 25% statistic that you're looking at in your subject, ask them what is it as a fraction? Ask them what is it as a decimal? And then, you know, vocational teachers say, oh, then I'll be scared that they'll say this, they'll say that. I said, you will be surprised at the gaps in their knowledge on their level two or their level three vocational course where they're still studying their maths. Those gaps will really be there. And, you, you know, and those that do get it and find it easy, extend them and say, what could we do if we were subtracting it from one? And what is it not? And all those sorts of things. And then area and perimeter, there's only one way to teach that for me. And that is um, put the chairs on top of the table. <laughs> yeah. and walk around the table and count how many places you've walked around so in a two table you've walked around two and then you've walked around one at the side um, but then count how many chairs are actually on top and you'll have a much smaller number um, and I think things like that are just are just really really quick wins for people with those topics definitely I, um, I think formative assessment as well is really important obviously with the pandemic I did a session at the AOC around formative assessment and you know, loads of different tools out there that you can use to engage that learner and understand, you know, how to, to identify which learners need that extra support. And of course, you've got, got the, the different uh, initial and diagnostic assessment by skills forward and VKSB that can support you uh, and, and engage in review on, on those matters as well. Yeah, and I think... I think there's a lot about formative assessment. It's probably a whole episode on its own is formative assessment. <laughs> I'm not going to go into it. Dylan, Dylan Williams can speak a lot more than I can about the subject. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we'll do a, another episode on formative assessment. So I think, I think what I've learned, and this is why I wanted to have you on the podcast, is what I've learned is that the awarding bodies are very, very different. And I don't think... I don't think we recognise that as much in FE, just like we know that our college or our institution is different to the college or the institution down the road because we know what we live and what we know what we stand for. And I think the point of this conversation is probably just to highlight to people that maybe just have that discussion. Does that awarding body do what you want to do? We've not just had you on, we've had other awarding bodies on the podcast as well. And I think 
we're just trying to highlight that there's not a one-size-fits-all for FE, so why would you have a one-size-fits-all for awarding bodies, I think, is what we're trying to say here. Definitely. I, I mean, we've all got our own strengths and weaknesses, and, you know, I, that, that's how it all will be. I think it's just important to speak to those awarding bodies and see if their strength matches what you're, you, you're needing. You know, it, if it is, then great, then, then look to work with them. And if not, then that, that's fine, you know, it, it, it's not a problem. But I think ultimately, I can speak certainly from NTFA, it, it's what's best for the learner and getting that, that result for the learner, it, that's the heart of what everyone in education is aiming for. And you've got to make sure that's right for you. And if it's not right, then, you know, there's plenty of choice out there, find something that is right for you. Absolutely, 100%. So, David, we've come to the end of the podcast. If people want to connect with you after today, how do they find you on Twitter or socials? Yes, uh, you'll find me. I'm on LinkedIn, quite prominent on LinkedIn. You can search for me under David Redden on Twitter. Oh, you're going to test me on my Twitter handle now. I think it's uh, David Redden 12, I believe. But, we'll, um, find we'll tag it in the I, description. I, I, I'm on there. I'm on there. Yeah, I'm on Twitter in, in LinkedIn. You can find me or you can always contact me direct at NCFE. Fab. Thanks very much for joining us on the podcast, David. Thanks for having me.